You are listening to the Business RPG Podcast, a show where you can learn from successful nerds and find the tools that you need to grow your nerdy business or project. I'm your host, Sir Isaac, and if you have been following along on Instagram, I've mentioned a couple of times that there are big things happening for the Business RPG Podcast. One more week and I can make a formal announcement, but stay tuned, especially if you're wanting to contribute to the show somehow. This week, I've had some amazing minds on the show. I have so, so much I want to tell you guys about, but I have to wait one more week, just like the rest of you do, because I can't let the cat out of the bag yet. I will be making an announcement about one of the updates on Instagram this week before next episode launches. So if you'd like to catch that, you're going to have to follow me on Instagram at businessrpg. One interesting fact about the show, I noticed that 43% of you listen to this podcast through Spotify. I personally think that Spotify may be where the future of podcasting is going, but the bad news for me is that Spotify does not let you leave a review. So if any of you are listening through Apple Podcasts, be sure you scroll down and leave a five-star review and share just one takeaway you've had from the show. If you're wanting to help the show in any way, that is the biggest thing you can do right now. The power of referral is wonderful, so if I can bring value to you and anyone else who clicks play because of the review that you left, then it becomes the gift that just keeps on giving. If we can make it to five reviews on Apple Podcasts, then I'll be airing a bonus episode about Instagram marketing. I had on a guest who is a master of business and a marketing teacher, and for two hours after our interview, we just talked and he gave me a coaching session and it turned Turns out I have the whole thing on recording. So if you want to get that kind of information from a very successful nerd to apply to your own nerdy business or project the way that I'm able to apply it to mine, then get on Apple and leave a review and ask a friend to do the same. I've been using just a handful of the tips he had and I'm already noticing an increase in followers and likes on my very small, small account. So if it worked for me, it'll definitely work for you. But I won't release the highlights of that interview until we get to five reviews. Think about it. Can you make a D&D podcast with just anybody? You know you want to make this show, but have you given any thought to the criteria you need to have to make a successful cast dynamic? Is your cast in it for the long haul, or do you need to have a revolving cast to keep things fresh? This week's guest has a solution for anyone taking these questions seriously. Today, I have on Jake and Kelsey. They are the minds behind Roll For It Pod, a fast-paced D&D podcast that features random monsters and epic adventures. They very quickly became one of my favorite D&D podcasts, so I was super excited when they agreed to come on the show. But one reason that I admire their work so much is because of how they format their show. Every season, They refresh the cast with a new lineup of players and characters, and every season, I haven't listened to season 3 yet, but every season, it sounds smooth and is captivating. If you need a guide as to what goes into the organization of an RPG podcast, the players, the producing, the story writers, the social media, this episode will be a great starting point for you. I learned a lot that I can apply to the RPG podcast that I am a member of, and I think you can too. Let's start the interview. So, I am joined by Kelsey and Jake, who are two cast members of Roll For It Pod. How are you guys today? Awesome. Yeah, we're feeling good. Excited we're excited to be here. Excited to We've be We've been here. working on Roll For It a lot, like, these last couple of weeks, so it's, like, fresh on our mind. I mean, it, it looks like you guys have a pretty health, healthy following on, on Instagram, at least. I'm pretty sure I'm not the only person who's into this podcast. We do love, I mean, social media, it's such, like, a love-hate relationship, because I try not to be on social media all the time, but there's so many cool people that we get to connect with from the community mm-hmm. hearing what they think not just about our podcast just about D in general so if our instagram is growing it's because i spend 
way too much time on Instagram. <laughs> well, it's a tool that you can utilize for sure. It can suck up a lot of time, but it also is the only reason that people know that our podcast exists, really. So thank you, Instagram followers. Follow <laughs> us on Instagram at Roll For It Pod. We post, I don't know, memes and, and duff and yeah. <laughs> I mean, link link in the show notes below. I usually ask people, what's your what's your target audience? Who who is it in your mind that you see whenever you're making content, or whenever you're making a meme, or thinking about a show idea? Uh, what what's your community like? We def it's it's anyone who's interested in D and D. I guess kind of nerd dumb in general, but D and D. And we try and make it inclusive to people who have been playing D and D for. 500 years and know every spell by heart and also people who are like just heard about D&D because they saw it on Stranger Things and now they want to know what it is and yeah. you're like oh what's D&D and then you see that the rule book is an entire 700 jillion page book you know it's scary there's so many rules so for our audience if you just want to jump in and, and see what it is I, we try and make it accessible that way too that you can just follow along with the story mm-hmm. and get an idea of what the game is without having to know every little rule I think foremost, we're just an entertaining show. Happens to be us playing D&D, but the idea is that somebody who has never played will pick it up and just be like, oh, this is an interesting story, and uh, maybe we'll get into the game as uh, as they grow to like it. And I guess back to the Instagram question, like how we pick memes or content or whatever. I mean, with memes, it's literally just like communication. Like we're working from home, so I'll be up in the office and he'll be in our room or whatever. And it's just sending memes that made us laugh back and forth. And then when we want a meme, we just pick the one that we like the best. It's, if it'll make us laugh, we assume it'll make other people laugh. And I think that's the biggest thing about Instagram that I've learned because I actually have run social media, not just for me, but for clients professionally before. So what I've found is if you are being authentic and just talking like a person and not trying to advertise your show people will respond to that especially with a podcast like showing that who you are and that you're just a person just like everyone else and not trying Mm -hmm. to be like these big marketing executives like people will want to hang out with you i think that the DD community especially is great on social media because they are so intrigued by other people in the same niche like as somebody who liked DD, what six years ago I guess longer. I don't know. But anyway, when you first start out, it's the thing that you don't know that anybody else is interested in until you start asking people about it. So like to go on social media, yeah, yeah, to go on social media and see all these people posting about D&D, it really gives you a sense of community. And that's what Dungeons and Dragons is all about. So and like, nerds love to love things like i said i've done social media for other people i've done it for like a nutritionist um a fitness guru and it's a lot harder to build a community for them with nerd stuff whether it's cosplay or D or marvel or whatever it is like we as a community love to love things so it's if you put your content out there it's a lot easier to grow an audience because people want to fan over your stuff. Everyone wants to support each other. One question I, I have about your cast is you guys have a super diverse cast. In my humble opinion of all my friends who I do shows with, we were just in classes together that were very similar and we have all the same interests. You guys start out with so-and-so's a musician, so-and-so is an actress, so-and-so is, I think someone was a singer. Was that right? We have had a couple of singers. 
Um, a couple of people that do music, and Andrew's a drummer. He's in a band. Um, Multi-musicianist. I don't remember the word he used. Multi-instrumentalist is what he, he likes plays to everything. go by. Yeah. How, how does this happen to where you guys are able to get a different cast for every season? Is it you just go to your friends, or do you have a process? It starts there. We try to build a network. We say to our friends, who do you know? We get a big list of people, but yeah, we, we are. our goal is to get a mixture of personalities uh, because a mixture of personalities makes a mixture of characters, makes interesting choices come up. I think that picking different players is more important to the balance of the show than picking different characters. The same way you pick different characters in a D&D party, we want a mixture of people and backgrounds. And I think the biggest thing as far as what you're talking about, like uh, they all do different things in life. We don't necessarily look for like the most experienced D&D player. I think Every season, there's been someone where it's literally their first time playing really? D&D. Yeah. Uh, like Andrew Arok in season two had never played D&D before. Yeah, we, we tried it like two times with him. And before. he was like, you can just tell. It, it's a thing too, though, because there's a fine line. They just need to be interested. You just need to know that they can have fun with it. And the reason why we do that is because I think that's what makes a good game, whether you're recording it or not, is like, are people interested and super enthusiastic and gung-ho as opposed to the person that knows all the stuff is like too cool for school like i i don't know i think if you are having fun playing the people listening are going to be having fun playing and they care so much less about if you know all the rules and are abiding by everything in the player's handbook like we obviously do our best to follow the rules but we focus so much more on having fun because that's yeah. what makes it fun to listen to. And we're also trying to break the barrier. The learning curve in D&D is over-exaggerated. Like, yeah. to play the game and have fun, that's the whole point a lot of times of getting somebody new is, like, you have no idea how to play, but you're playing and you're having fun. Like, that's the point of when you start out D&D. If you have a community or a group of people playing with you that are just, like, guiding you through the first 10 sessions, it doesn't matter. You can still ask what you have to roll to hit, but you still know. Yeah. If you can imagine the space, then you know how to play D&D. I also know a lot of people who will play D&D and they know all the rules and they're great tactical players mm -hmm. but they're afraid to do a lot of role playing because they're not voice actors they're not the critical role cast and, and i think people that, get nervous a lot of people yeah, get nervous you put which a it's fair like camera people, or a mic in front of i mean something we try and preach as much as possible you do not have to be a voice actor to role play like the whole point is just like being goofy or i don't know there's some vulnerable moments being just being Oh yeah, yeah. Just some tearjerkers for sure. But <laughs> it's uh, it's strange how often people get emotional. But you don't have to be a professional actor to do it. You and sound... also, you don't have to get emotional to have fun. There's no one way to play. I guess it's just like if you say something dumb, like in air quotes, like that's usually the stuff that makes it into our pod. Like we'll play for two <laughs> hours, and the stuff that like <laughs> was dumb was like the stuff that we kept because it was the most fun that we had. So when we pick our character, when we pick our people, we pick people who we know are going to have fun and are going to try regardless. Yeah, actually, we've been I, getting lucky with it too. Jake had recorded season one when we met, and I was not super familiar with D and D. I had heard of it. You heard of it from me years ago. 
Yeah. In like the second half. We've known sentence, each other since and then college. We never talked about it again. He had just kind of edited the first couple episodes, wasn't really planning on doing anything with it. And I was like, this is so fun. We should be doing more with this. And so I started the Instagram for it. And as it picked up, and as we started, I started editing with him and writing episodes because we're both filmmakers. We both went to film school. Okay. Jake works on set. I work in post-production. So we use a lot of our, we're in years and years and years of script writing classes. So we use that to build the arcs of adventures. And that might be why we focus on story a lot in our pod more than rules. It's because I didn't know a lot of them when we started. I was like learning as I was editing, I would listen to like, okay, they're making their attack roll. They're doing this. So I was learning D&D as we were making the pod. It would come to me in the edit room and I would edit an episode and learn all this stuff, which is why now season three, I'm a cast member now. And uh, Kelsey's playing regularly for the first time. Yeah, I'm really like I've played before, but this is really the first time I'm playing. And I also learned a lot. Honestly, I learned a lot of D&D over the past year and a half that we've been doing this through like memes. Like I said, like I would be scrolling on Instagram all the time and like see a meme and I wouldn't get it, and I'd have to ask Jake, and then I learned another rule and whatever. And so now I feel like I know a lot about D&D, but just for anyone out there who might be nervous about starting any kind of role-playing game, like I had a whole podcast about it that I was (laughs) responsible for before I really understood all the rules. So like, you do not have to be an expert to play the game. I would say play first, learn later. The reason I asked that question is we're kind of at a point with one of the shows that I'm on where it's, do we start bringing on other people? Do we stick with what we're experienced in? And I'm kind of like, well, I'd actually be really curious to edit an episode that I was not on at all. So yeah, let's get someone else in there. But half the cast is working full time, so they're only free on weekends. So it's like, well... We'll figure it out, but I was just curious what the process is you guys go through in order to find people. Yeah, we usually have like, so we always know there's going to be Jake and we know his personality and his sense of humor. And then we usually have like one person in mind that we start with. So for season two, Andrew is a friend of ours. Like he's just a personal friend of ours. We had played D&D with him a couple times. And again, it was like his first time playing, but he was so freaking funny. Like we... Anytime he would kill someone, I mean, if you listen to season two of Roll For You, you know what I'm talking about. Like, he delights in killing <laughs> things. He's a total murder hobo, but in the best way, where it's just, it's not gruesome. It's just so for funny. The, for the greater good, though. Right. Yeah. So we thought the world needs to hear this man play CNT. So then from there, to- I would contact every friend everyone we know and we like, like acquaintance that we've talked about D in the past and be like do you have any friends who love D D who might know, be interested in our podcast we look for actors a lot because actors oh, yeah. performers are, are good at good. improv and they're not afraid to do improv which for our podcast is just so important so we'll say like do you have any friends who like D? do you have any really funny improv actor friends we just ask for names and then we build a, a list the audition the process is basically we call them and say would you be interested in this and however they sound is uh granted that it's how we were like yeah let's try it we, out you skip the step of the creeping step as i call it like we make this list of people that have been recommended to us and then we like go on all their social media and on their <laughs> linkedin and their like worlds and just 
stalk them mm-hmm. find find out what their voices from their videos their, their voices like, oh their that voice sounds a little close to my voice they have to sound different from Maybe each other personality wise like jake is a little bit more mellow so we look for people that are like very <laughs> loud and out there like me that was we knew that i was gonna be the talky one it sounds complicated but we look for people the same way that when you make a party, you want to have a bunch of different characters. We look for people who we knew were going to complement each other. And I think some of that comes from the experience of being in film and working on different films. Like yeah, and writing when you're making, that helps. like you've written TV shows. So I've written some shows for television. We talk about that a lot. Like in a sitcom, there's certain archetypes <laughs> of characters that go together. So I think if you're looking for new people to join, ask everyone you know because you you would be surprised who's going to be like uh, my friend's <laughs> cousin's mom's godchild is the funniest person I know and they love D&D and then that person ends up being being the mumps of your podcast. But I I do want to say that too like we did get lucky every time so far and it's, it's a roll of the dice every time because we don't know these people very well when we start with them. There's not even really like a practice round. A lot of times we'll we'll meet with them like like this and we'll get their character ideas and we'll develop the characters. First time we met all of season two cast together was when we recorded the first episode. And it's uh, really like reach out to the stranger. They're interested. They seem cool. We have one zoom meeting where the whole cast speaks together and talks about characters. And we write it a way that that works where if you listen to all of our seasons, the characters are all meeting for the first time in the first episode. And then as we meet each week and play the game and have pizza time, which is um, our behind the scenes podcast where people just sit and talk and the chemistry naturally grows between our players because they're getting to know each other that shows up on our podcast and it, it works. I think there's something to be said that we get three strangers to play D&D together and they get along because they're playing D&D together. It's just like a thing that brings people together because that's the thing I'm always worried about. Like what if these personalities clash and uh, what if not everybody gets along or they're nervous, but if we just welcome them into this very welcoming game, if you play it right, then everybody becomes comfortable. One of the things that really catches me about your show is it's fast paced. Playing D&D, that's one of the hardest things, let alone doing a podcast for a fast paced D&D game with with strangers how do you keep it going so quickly and and smoothly too uh, editing <laughs> <laughs> yeah um no i mean it is quick when we play it's probably like an hour and a half and then we edit it down to be half, half an, hour, an hour 40 minutes it, it's a combination of editing and training our training our players to decide things rather than contemplate things and like, that also uh, helps with our, like our funny improv because our characters end up making a lot of mistakes but we're yeah. usually with them we're like we're not gonna sit and and talk about if it's the right move to shoot your arrow in this direction like just shoot the arrow and whatever happens happens because that's more entertaining <laughs> right i well, that's get the bored idea. so easily, so I prefer D&D games where yeah. there's not hours. It of. makes it easier if you try and get them to, you know, instead of thinking if you're going to live or die, try to immerse yourself. Playing D&D, the most fun about it, I think that you can have is when you're really like, oh my god, I'm about to die, not like my character's about to die. And you just react as quickly as possible. I mean, I think the thing that slows down some D&D podcasts when you're listening to them, is you're listening to dice rolls. Add two from this, which we do when we play. That's happening for sure. But it's not 
fun to listen to. Like right. the the fun part of D&D is you're rolling to see what's going to happen and then you hear what's going to happen. So if you listen to our podcast, a lot of the times we cut from, oh, great, make a strength check. And then you just hear the sound of a dice rolling. And then it cuts to Jake being like, he got you. He didn't get you. And you'll find that there's really not a lot of people that are missing knowing exactly what number, like if they if they got a 12 to hit or a 13 to hit, like no one... Well, we have gotten the question, how do they always remember what to add to their dice? And I'm like, well, they don't. They don't. <laughs> they <laughs> they don't. don't. We spend a lot of time reminding our characters that you need to add your constitution. <laughs> like, we're not perfect players. We just, I think one of our strengths is that we both have edited professionally and that I spend 12 hours a day editing professionally. And so tips I can bring from editing film projects to, to And podcasts, also editing a great combo because we're both writers and we're both editors and in both case you trim everything that you don't need i was about to, to make say like, final cut if there's a if there's a tip that like i've heard from editing professors and then bosses it's like if this story could be told without this sentence mm. then you don't need it the, the exception to that rule is the really funny stuff. <laughs> yeah. If this because is... we still it's still playing a game. We still want people to know that like, it's made up. It's not just a straightforward like script. Yeah, I want to make that clear. When we say <laughs> writing, we're talking about writing the modules. We're not writing like a script. Like it's our characters playing. But when I'm listening to a ten minute improv session between our characters, deciding what of that to keep to make a thirty minute fast paced podcast, it's like what is the scene about? Where do the characters start in the scene and where do they end and what sentences need to be in there? And then there's always moments that make me pee in my pants because our characters are so funny all the time. So I pick those moments to keep. And I would argue from editing comedy, like argue that those jokes, those are necessary. So pick your most necessary jokes, pick your most necessary sentences and and you don't need the rest. Like have faith in your audience's intelligence. If you're thinking, oh, but they won't know what's going on if they don't hear this. It's like, yes, they will. Like, trust me, like if they don't hear what that role was, they'll still understand what's going on. Not only will they understand, it's probably easier to understand mm -hmm. because you'll lose like a few minutes of the scene when they're like talking about the battle because it just takes a long time. You were saying something the other day about wanting to keep the feel of the game or... Yes, we edit out dice rolls. We edit out trying to remember what you're rolling because that's what it sounds like to listen to people play D&D. &D. But that's not what it feels like to play D&D. &D. So the point of trying to make our show accessible to people who have, are just wanting to try D&D &D out is that we want just the story there, just the fun moments, the stuff that if you were actually playing the game, you would remember, uh, like you remember a year from now. Because I know I have memories from all sorts of games in my past, and I don't remember a single, like, wait, what did I roll to add that? Like, I don't remember forgetting my character sheet. I just remember defeating the dragon or critically failing and falling off the bridge or whatever it was. So I think that our show is cut in a way that it's supposed to feel like playing the game when it comes to choosing between what makes sense as a story and and different points has there ever been a moment where there's something really funny that you've had to cut it, it's a it's a piece of gold but it actually takes away from the story yeah not just roll for it or D, D. like i have been in editing rooms like as an editor was like 
we need to cut this. It's slowing this part down. It doesn't make sense. And I've had directors who I love working with like yelling because when it comes to creative yelling at me, like, no, we need to keep it because when it comes to creative work, there are moments you get so attached to, but for so many reasons, either it contradicts your overall story or it slows down the pace. Like pacing is so important when you're in an action sequence that needs to go really quickly. And so if a joke is too long, it'll ruin that momentum so there's so many reasons why you'd have to cut it and jake and i we pass the cut back and forth on our editing system so like i'll work on it for three hours and then i have to go walk the dog and do work and jake will come up and take it over because there's 20 hours worth of editing for each roll forward episode and so we have to split that work up so sometimes like i'll take something out that jake loved and i'll find it put back in when i come back up and then we have to talk about whether it's going in or out because it is really funny but um, if this was like an actual, say it was like a movie script, for example, you would have to cut anything that's not exactly right. And in D&D, you can keep in mix ups and funny stuff if it still works. This medium, this strange medium that we have is one of the only ones where we can just go completely out of character. Yeah, have a complete blooper and still put it in the cut because it was just funny and it just makes sense as the game. The one thing I'll say about cutting funny things, there's plenty of funny things that make us laugh so hard but if you weren't in the room or if you don't know this group of people it's like an inside joke almost and those always get cut because you're making a podcast for someone who's not in the room and i think a lot of the table talk and chatter that can end up in shows are almost a turnoff for people because they feel not included. And the whole point of listening to a D&D podcast is you can't play D&D that day. So you want to hear someone else do it. So like really making sure that every single joke or comment is explained and everyone can understand it. And if there's like a really funny moment that you love, but I mean, we even try to be careful about not having an inside joke from another season, play the game for you and then edit the game for your audience. That's something that I hadn't thought of when we first started recording. I appreciate that piece of advice a lot. Just how much work goes into each episode? I would say we both spend 30 to 40 hours a week on Roll For It. Like all, like overall. So maybe not just so producing combined. episodes, but combining it with the Instagram, yeah. planning out what's coming next. Finding the cast depends on where we are in the season. Like we got to find the cast for the next season. And with COVID, it's a little different because we're trying to record three episodes at a time so that we're meeting less and doing less COVID mm. tests because we do take COVID very seriously. So not COVID. We start the week every day. We have to post something on Instagram and that takes more time on planning than you would think. Like we try and do memes and then we try and do stuff specific to roll for it. And then we try and do something that might be helpful, like tips or writing tips or whatever. So we plan that out. Um, That's taken us at least five hours. And then after the social media, which again, like the one thing that I always tell my friends who are podcasting is like the way that you market your show, you should be spending as much time marketing your show as you are making your show. They should be equal because no, there's so many podcasts in the world. And even if you have the best podcast in the universe, it's so rare that someone is like seeking out your podcast. Like people are getting so many podcasts thrown at them every day that they don't need to seek it out. So it's like, if you want someone to listen to your podcast, you better be asking them to by marketing or whatever, market your podcast. So we spend five hours doing the Instagram. We look at our stats a lot. We did really well this day. What did we post on Instagram? Is that related to 
our peak and or our spike in listens, whatever. And then for the actual show, we have to write the modules. Yeah. So for the show, once we've got our general plot of the season, which, which we know- plan before, like the actual arc and and where each character is going to start. And sort of where they're going to end. I mean, it's D&D, so we end up having to rewrite our ideas a lot. But like how we think it's going to go initially, we do before we even start the season. And then we break that down into episodes. And then when it gets time, like episode four is this week, we do the detailed module. Either Jake and I will write out the speeches by the NPCs that need to be done. And for season three, because I'm in it, I'm trying to take a step back. But usually we split up the work of writing that module. Then organizing the cast, just producing the cast, making sure we can get everybody here on time. There's only schedule conflicts. Great. Everybody's going to be here. Get our equipment out, set that up, order the pizza, like all these little things. And then so we, if we're going, yeah, if we're going, we do the, the recording best session. guess that we can do of time. I would say that, I don't know, five hours of writing. There's recording three session. hours of recording. The and then just post. Post yeah, editing takes probably about 20 hours, 20 hours an episode. Um, and then we have a Patreon. So we have our, our bonus episodes that we edit for Patreon. Um, so let's say an episode takes about 30 hours to uh, create. So we'll come home from work and then I'll work on the pod until three o'clock in the morning and then wake Jake up at three and he goes up because the episode has to be out at seven in the morning. So then he'll go up and do like the finishing, the sound effects and the mixing and then go to work, and then I'll wake up and go to work. So there's a lot of times where there's... There's a lot of tough nights, for sure. They're fun in retrospect. They're fun to look back at and be like, yeah, we stay up all night, but when we're actually staying up all night, it's less fun. I think <laughs> I think you're right, though. Like People will take on this... Um, Monster. Yeah, people will take on the burden of, of doing a podcast, and it is a lot of fun. If you want to make it somewhere with your podcast, you have to be consistent, and being consistent with a podcast is very very mm-hmm. difficult like it's so so much life work it's not consistent did you say you and your wife make podcasts together how is that for you guys <laughs> i'm always curious uh-huh. with other couples that make podcasts that's smooth sailing i don't even know what the question we, is like how is working with with your significant other on a um, podcast my, my wife's amazing it's just <laughs> what it comes down to she she's a video tech um so she jumped in and was able to just start editing really quick we kind of tag team it Whenever one of us has more work to do, we uh, pass it off. But one way that the whole entire cast made it easier on ourselves was we release every other week. So every week we have something go out, but per show it's every other week. And that's how we made it easier up front was, okay, so we're going we're gonna to take care of this week's episode next week. You got that show, which is that week's episode, and we just alternate back and forth. So I gave our friends a crash course and they figured it out i i took some stuff i edited compared to what they had edited and i was like this sounds as as good as i would have been able to do so you guys stay confident keep doing your thing i hope that answers your question yeah i mean i think like working with really close friends or working with your your yeah. significant other you gotta have a team i mean when it's your significant other and you have a great relationship it's like you want that person to be able to go to sleep when they're tired so you're like oh no let me take that over like i'll do it I mean, it's it's such a different story, too, because you're starting off for so long working for the idea that you'll be making money on this one day, you know? I'm glad you made that point because there's, again, kind of like what I said earlier, there's a lot of people who don't know what goes into this and how long you're, you're, you're grinding. Let's talk bonus content. Um, Patreon is a platform that I've never really messed with. How do you guys 
I mean, you, you, you have a second podcast that you do for Patreon. Is, is that right? It's something that we have been figuring out. Yeah, and I think we're finally learning. zeroing in. I mean, there are podcasts that are making $50,000 a month doing Patreon, which is wild. That's, um, the, that's what that's, we're trying to figure out is that Patreon is, secret. I think the biggest thing is one consistency. Don't Don't offer too many things up front right away we couldn't do it we could not keep up so until you can pay a team to make that much content i think you gotta start small and Um, when you feel like you have the capacity to grow then you have to grow yeah i think that we learned from that like slow down really focus on the actual podcast and as soon as there are people who like we started having people ask if we had a patreon and that's when we could, we're like, okay, so we're ready to do this now. We're going to ha- open our Patreon um, because there's interest in it. And I think like we're doing this Pizza Time podcast. We're talking to our cast who are season three. They're both professional po- cosplayers. So we talk to them about cosplay, like things that offer value. Like if you offer bonus content, that's just like listen to us have inside joke time and behind the scenes. But like people don't really know you yet. You haven't built that relationship with your audience. No one's going to pay for that. People will pay for behind the scenes of giant things like Nad Potter Critical Role because those people have become um, celebrities. people that you want to see the behind the scenes for. So I would not recommend behind the scenes content as your first go-to people will watch behind the scenes of us but no one's going to pay for it yet and i think that just being realistic about where you are and not getting discouraged um, and, and also not again not like biting off more than you can chew the best bonus content to start out with is stuff that basically you were going to do anyway like the idea of a lot of podcasts will do like their dm prep sessions mm-hmm. it's like you were going to do that anyway put the mic on yourself and do it and now it's bonus content and advertise advertise a lot the one the one big question that i try and have everyone talk to me about is what are some goals that you guys have actually accomplished and what are some that you have for the next year or so i think what we've accomplished is we put out season two we got season three started like the fact that we're still doing this podcast we've survived the fact that we've survived feels really good we've built this following but we also are like i like to say like we're following our following <laughs> like we know all these people now and and we met a lot of cool people which is like the point of rpgs our goal is content wise we've done three seasons we level up every episode so we've gone from level one to ten for three different parties And we would love to loop back around and do level 10 to 20 for each of those parties for four, five, and six before we get started on the new season. So that's what we're planning on doing. And we would love to just find a way to make enough money doing this that we can spend more time on it freely, which is funny because we said we spent 30 hours on it, which is true, but (laughs) that we can feel less stressed about spending this time on it because we love it. It would be cool to pay our amazing cast what they deserve that's the biggest thing yeah is get get the money that we can give the cast because we're not doing it alone we're putting we're putting hundreds of hours into it but our cast who are just awesome and like they're just out of the goodness of their hearts being hilarious and fun people to be around i wish i just want to give them the money they deserve or something that they deserve for being it 
like yeah they get pizza every week but uh it's sort of the best we There's can do good right pizza now too though okay we don't go dominoes on them <laughs> dominoes if you want to sponsor us I'll take <laughs> i would say my favorite achievement or like what i felt like was a good accomplishment as we were working this year was starting to get like fan art in was really exciting like the first time we were like people people have thought about our show they've enjoyed our characters and they've put their time into creating art just because and i was like wow we have we have uh fans we made it yeah you know i remember the first fan art we got our artist mandy man does all our art she's incredible at manday 25 this sounds so cheesy. I can't even say it. I love the opportunity to support other people. I sound like Miss America, but that's like, it's like building this community of people that are supportive mm-hmm. of each other. Check us out. You can find us on our website, which is rollforitpod.com. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at rollforitpod. We're on Pinterest. We're Facebook. On Facebook. Patreon. At Roll For It Pod. And that does it for our episode this week. Those links to their social media can be found in the show notes below, as well as a link to their show. They just launched season three, and new episodes air every Thursday. So go over there and give them a listen. I promise you will not be disappointed. And I'll be listening along as well. Fun fact my favorite character is Grand Grand from episode two. If anyone wants to send me something cool for Valentine's Day, I'd love a plush of that character character made by master hook crochet if you want to send me one of those be sure that you use code rpg10 for 10 percent off your order jake and kelsey thank you again so so much for sharing your time and your insight with me i learned a lot and it's always really great to meet another podcaster team next week's episode will be live on monday morning and then i can share with you the exciting news i've been holding back if you want that bonus episode remember get some reviews going on apple podcast and with that i hope you enjoy